Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the death head. Get it? Mm. The death's head. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Cosmo, mm. what are we discussing today? Good question. We're discussing the idea of player character deaths, um, which is a pretty fun one. So we're going to be talking about when it's appropriate, how to handle it, and then what to do, how to, you know, what do you do after a player is dead? What do players do? And then how do you bring in what is probably a replacement player? Most mm. players don't quit the game when a character dies. They want to keep playing, so... How are you going to do something new? How are you going to bring someone new into the party? All that stuff. It's uh, worth talking about. Yeah, it's a fun idea. There's there's other good advice out there, but we are thinking about it. So we're going to tell you what... We're going to throw our hat in the yeah, ring. We're going to tell you about it. You see my hat? No, you don't. Because I just threw it in the ring. Nice. I don't know what that's from. What's that from? I don't know. I think... Uh, I don't know. It might be like Schmidt from New Girl or something. Well, there's the... Um, wait. Oh, fuck. There's the Futurama... You see this hand? No, you don't. No, you don't. Because I lost it. No, but it was exactly that. It's yeah. like, you see my hat? No, because the character is not wearing a hat in the scene, but yeah. also it's fake. Like, the imaginary I've thrown my hat in the ring as in I'm participating. This is stupid. Let's <laughs> let's talk about right, well, player so character death. What we're talking about in order, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to spend a little time on player comfortability because mm-hmm. not everybody wants their character to die. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, then we're going to move on to instances of player death, like when it can happen, um, and then we're going to talk about when it can happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to talk about what to do. Once it's happened, mm-hmm. like as in replacing the business of replacing with a new one. Yes. So, real quick, uh, player comfortability. Player death can be traumatic, mm-hmm. uh, right? You you've spent hours making this character, playing mm-hmm. as this character, and then they die. It can be a really frustrating thing. Um, you as a player might not be. Uh, you you might not have engaged with this. If you thought there was any chance your character could just be killed out from under right. you, whatever. Um, some games are more forgiving of the idea of death. Some games are less combat focused, so death is not really a thing. But some games um, are meant to be more lethal than others, right. and you mm-hmm. know make the the threat of player death much more constant. So, so it's important to talk about it. And I've actually seen a lot of stuff on Twitter. So putting Twitter on blast. Mm. Uh, apparently there's some dicks out there being like, why the fuck would you like waste time talking about in session zero, like what people are comfortable with? They're fucking wrong. Yeah, that's because they're assholes. Yeah. And like, yes, sometimes you're playing with really close friends and you already know that stuff. So maybe you don't have to talk about it. Okay. That's fine. But if you're playing with people that you are unsure of, yeah. you should always ask first. Never assume that like, oh, they're going to be fine with this. Mm-hmm. And then roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. 
if yeah. they're if you're wondering, oh, are my players okay with this? Mm-hmm. Fucking ask them. Fucking ask them. Share that. We're going to do um, in a couple episodes here. We're going to do a an episode about the idea of a prompt when you're mm. um, when you're teasing or not teasing, but when you're prompting your players to like make characters for a new thing. Uh, and you know some of the stuff we talk about in there is like what game are you going to play what are the right. rules the the actual suggestion for like how to create mm-hmm. your characters and then some discussion of you know what is and is appropriate they call it uh safety tools i think yeah um, yep that's getting a lot of heat on twitter right now right. safety tools so um safety tools fucking good maybe we'll come back to that but as of right now we are not the people who like will write your safety tools for you no. Go to the internet, look for some mm. look for some stuff made by some you know better people. If you need to, uh, um, if you're not sure how to handle if the you idea, need some guidance, yeah. Of and we're specifically talking about player death, but there's other like content warning stuff that yeah. you know should be like you should let your players know if you're doing a horror thing or if you're mm. you know the the levels of like violence and content that can be expected and what people are okay with. There are tools out there uh, better than anything we could say right now because we haven't mm. we haven't spent any time writing that stuff. Um, well, player death is one of those things. Get some. Communicate with your players about it. Make sure that whatever is going to happen is within mm. the realm of what everyone is comfortable with. Because if not, why are you fucking playing? Why are you hanging out? If you know. So, if you're unsure about whether your players are okay with character death. Then just ask them. Be like, is it okay if your character dies? Mm-hmm. Because as a game master, you can still facilitate the mechanic of death. Like, oh, they get knocked out for the rest of the fight. or whatever. You mm-hmm. can do that without actually killing them. Yeah. But and so if your players are okay we're gonna with talk death, about. if your players are okay with death, we're going to, you mm-hmm. know, this episode is for you. Yeah. This episode is about when player characters do die. What happens? What happens, and what are all the you know things that go into it? So, right. so how can a player die? Instances player of player death. Yeah, that's what this means. Instances of player death. These are all the ways a character can die, and maybe not all, but no, but yeah. broad strokes here, folks. Yeah. Broad strokes. Broad strokes for my folks. <laughs> all right. So, obviously, uh, it can just be how the dice rolls, mm-hmm. right? Like they're up against a. Uh, uh, difficult monster mm-hmm. and the monster rolls good or they roll bad mm-hmm. and oops the dice can kill a player because the monsters are trying to you know they're trying to win mm-hmm. you as the game master who designed this encounter you might have stacked it so that they're probably going to lose but the monster is still trying to win yeah. or the bad guy whatever or it know. could be a trap yeah. a random trap mm-hmm. and you know maybe like you don't want to. You don't want to pull your punches. You don't want to like change the damage dice on mm-hmm. a lethal trap in a dungeon, but a character is already you know at significantly reduced HP when they step on it, and you're like, oh shit! Now they're on death store. They're in saving throws. Whatever death mechanic, right. you, you which know. is why you should talk about it beforehand mm-hmm. because it can just accidentally randomly happen. You're following your game plan and like, oh yeah, this trap. If they get caught in it, does X damage. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't kill anybody, but this character's... Already hurt. Yeah. And so it does. And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. 
And now we're doing death saving throws and, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's trying to stabilize them. Right. Why it's uh, critical to communicate because, like, are you, first of all, as a game master, does it fit with your story? Like, are you okay with the idea of, like, pushing through the rest of this session without one of your player characters? And mm-hmm. are they okay with the idea that they could randomly die? Yeah. Maybe they're not. Maybe that's not a fun concept to them. Right. They would prefer... They would prefer, like, a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That's another way a player character can die. Yep. Right? They, the players get in over their head. Like, they go visit, uh, you know, the uh, the Lich Lord in his lair, <laughs> way underleveled. Yeah. Despite all the when signposting. When they knew they weren't yeah. supposed to. When they're like, you will die. And they're like, fuck it. We can beat this we guy. We can handle it. And they can't. Yeah. So, well... We either all die here, it's a total team kill, team wipe, or what if I distract the Lich and you all get away? All right, boom, a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Torg had a great mechanic for this. It was, a, it was a card, and like that was you know a whole weird thing about Torg and mm-hmm. had cards and stuff. But uh, you could... Um, We've talked about this yourself. before. Yeah. yeah, there were there were cards that like you could play that didn't overrule the game master, but like the game master had to accommodate. You could play like you know a connection or a mm-hmm. love interest or the yeah, martyr card. The right? martyr card, which means like somehow your character is dead after this. Is dead after this, but, but by their actions, save the rest of the party yeah. and you know mm-hmm. get them out of this situation. Pretty fucking cool game mechanic, I think. Especially yeah. to, like, you know, test the improvisational chops of the game master. Mm. Be like, hey, game master, I'm playing this. Then, like, within this sec- session or the next session, you have to, like, work that in. Yeah. Pretty cool. Challenging, but in a cool mm. way. Yeah. So, so, a character could sacrifice themselves. Yeah, they can choose to die. Mm-hmm. Choose to go up against something that they know they can't handle, but to, like... You know, to give Fly the rest time. of the party a couple turns to yeah. escape, and that could happen really unexpectedly. Like right? you didn't expect to find an adult red dragon mm-hmm. down under this oh, dungeon. You know, it's also a cool thing that I just thought of. It doesn't have to be to like save your party, but it could be to like inspire. So like two, you know, armies, right? Your players are on one side, and there's the evil army, mm-hmm. and it's like. The NPC army guys are kind of like afraid, you know, their morale's broken. So one of the players is like, you know what? I'm going to go and sacrifice. I'm going to name myself champion and try to 1v1 the bad guy mm. to rouse the troops. Yeah. I die. But because I died, everybody's like got the anger in them and become, you know, NPCs become better fighters. That's a right? cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other way a character can die is... Um, a planned exit. Right. Um, Which is similar to the sacrifice. Yeah. Well, but... like, it could be done through an act of sacrifice. Like, a character could sacrifice yeah. himself in doing this. But this, what we're talking about is an agreement ahead of time yeah. between a player and a game master to, you know, I'm I'm done playing this character. I want to, you know. Make a new one. A new or one. I got, my life got busy, so I can't be around. This and is I my exit. Clean, I want yeah. a clean break. And I'll come back in when my life is sorted right. out. Right. Right. So this is my like exit from the campaign for now until I come back. Right. So yeah, different than the sacrifice, similar, mm-hmm. but it's not um, 
surprising to the game master it's planned yeah like the game master and the player decide knows that this and so this is like you set it up mm-hmm. um this is like this could be you know when gandalf falls in moria mm-hmm. you're like well, we've we've got a couple sessions where we're still in these tunnels, and then we're going on to the next part of the campaign. And someone's like, "Hey, I can't, uh, mm-hmm. I can't continue after New Year's or yeah. whatever." So, like in the last session, I'm gonna stay back, and you know, like I'm gonna unleash all my spell slots and try and mm-hmm. you know stop. And then the game master has the, you know. Has the lead, has the, like, you know, the secret. So working in narrative. Yeah. Or, like, you know, your Ganos character, mm-hmm. who's, like, he's going to die in the glow zone. So it's like, okay, well, what if just you guys get attacked and everybody can leave if they want to. Mm-hmm. But Ganos is like, you know what? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm staying. I had a character who, um, when I came up with him, I thought it was pretty cool. And then I realized, like, he didn't play super great because it was, you know, it would have been better for a book. A guy who like can't die, but really wants to. It was a guy who like was trying to atone for a sin with by by seeking death in battle, and that was fun until just like you realize, oh, he tries to solve everything by getting into a fight, and if he doesn't die, it's a disappointment. Yeah. You know? So I had him just like yeah, rush some bad guys who could have otherwise been easily left behind mm-hmm. and that was fine because we had talked about it a little bit ahead of time that there was another character in the next area that i was going to play as instead so you know a good exit for a character that just like fit with whoever buddy knew he was and yeah i mean i took it more as just like i'm done with this character they don't leave the area yeah I and I then mean, I was like, okay, well, they just get attacked, and you you stay behind. So narratively, that works, and he might not have even died, you know, because that's kind no, of his he curse, died. But like, I, we did I the think whole did, narrative of him getting chopped getting up chopped into up. pieces. Okay, and the other players saw that. Did they? Yeah. Okay. For me, it was a little bit. I wasn't having. A I can very go good, read it off the fridge if you want. I, I was having. He's a, on the fridge. Not a great time playing as him. He's on the, the Hall of Fame fridge. Yeah, of, of, of dead characters. The graveyard. <laughs> Anyways, so you could do that, a planned exit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be, oh, I'm done role-playing, but just like, I'm done with this character. Their story is ended. They had their arc. I want to do something else. Mm-hmm. So those are how players can die. Now, when it actually happens is a big moment or a, a medium moment like if you're not very attached you haven't been playing them long and it's just kind of like I don't actually like this character that I created I want them to die rather than just like there's always mm-hmm. the option to leave the party they just bail but this like, happens you know. a lot um, th- this happens a lot with new players um, new players will you know they will come up with their kind of first idea, mm. and then not very long into it, they'll be like, oh, "I should have done, should have done this." Mm. And um, it's been a while since I played a Bethesda RPG, but that's also how I started. Like, I would make kind of not a throwaway character, but a character that I 
You new, make a blank, like a... Yeah, a character I knew I bland, probably wasn't going to finish the game A bland with. character. Yeah, to like, you know, Experience. start Fallout 4 with just a guy. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you like about the game. Get an idea and then be like, okay, this is how I actually want to, you know, interact with this world. Delete that save. Dead. Yeah. Create the character you actually want to play. New role-playing game players will do this a lot, but also so will veterans because uh, creating characters is fucking fun. I mean... One of the funnest, Yeah, in it's, my opinion. It's just such a fun activity to come up with new characters. But, um, yeah. So that might happen. Yeah. And you might need to, as a game master, especially a game master running for some newer players... I'd be like, oh, you're not really having a very good time. What if this character just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. exited and there was an opportunity for you to switch who are you playing? Now, if they want to die mm-hmm. rather than just exit, back to the death conversation. Yeah. So even if they're just like, eh, I don't really like this character, kill him. It's still a big, it should be a big moment from a game master perspective. Mm-hmm. Killing a player character should be a big moment. Yeah. Even if they cared nothing about it and they mm-hmm. just wanted to like make a new character. Right. The, um, the idea of one of your party members dying, like imagine, you know, you're on an adventure with people and one of them dies. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, what do you do? Do you like, do you leave their body there? Do you? Yeah. What's the agreement? Do you get to just, like, divide up his stuff? Right, so... It's... It's... Uh, it's significant. In a lot of ways. Mm. So, it's it's all about... Making it a big moment, right? You know, it's... If it's planned, right? Like, the character... Uh, or the player just wants to swap characters. Like, they're done with that character. Doesn't have to be just like, oh, they catch a stray bullet and are down on the ground and you guys leave them. Mm. It can be, but that's not fun, right? You should make it, you should build up the moment, right? Which means picking the right time. So even if you know, like, you know, you have it planned out with your player when they're going to die, it should be a, an exciting moment in the session. So it can happen and the beginning, middle, or end, right? But it's got to be the right time. So, like, if if you're going to bring in a new player character right away, right, because they're swapping out, mm-hmm. then maybe it should be in the beginning of the session, right? Like, the session starts with that old character dying, mm-hmm. right? Or if they don't know they want to die, but they're like, eh, I kind of want to change characters, but I don't know who my ne- next character is going to be then it should probably be at the end of a session Mm -hmm. to give them time to create a new character. Yeah. Because if you kill them in the middle of a session, they're like, yeah, so, like, I'm just going to hang out here for two hours. Mm -hmm. That's common. And so going back to the comfortability thing, like, if you've agreed that this is a a campaign in a setting with a game system where death can just happen, then, you know, your players might have to just deal with that. If the dice kill a yeah, character... Yeah, I mean, this is this is if it's planned, right. pick the right time, right? Mm-hmm. Picking the right time might not be an option mm-hmm. if if the dice are what kill a character, but yeah. if there is... If there's, if there's any sort of, like, uh, you know, decision or control over it, then, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it is very worth considering, because killing a character partway through a session and having... Well, that's not even the important part. The important part is sitting there doing nothing 
sucks. Yeah. Sitting there not participating, not getting to play, mm. um, you just, you know, you check out because yeah. that's boring. So and... it even if it's random dice rolls that kill your player, um, I think it's your responsibility as a game master to anticipate that because you set the whole dungeon up. You know, you are the rules. You are God. So you should have a contingency plan and just kind of, you know, I think you should have a feel. You know, like uh, if you're a first time game master and it happens, that's not on you. Yeah. Right. That's you, just you will dial in eventually. Mm -hmm. You will learn whatever you're running well enough to control when stuff does and doesn't happen. Right, but, but if you created this whole, like, you know, dungeon maze and a trap ends up killing a player, you should probably be anticipating that. Even if it's just like, oh, this trap is just meant to, like, you know, waste some resources of the player, whether it be health or healing or whatever. But, like, they stumble onto the trap later than you had initially thought they would after fighting a monster and it kills them. Mm-hmm. You should still have reconciled with like this possibly could play kill a player in this circumstance. Mm -hmm. So you know you should you should have a contingency plan in that. Okay. Well maybe that player transitions to an NPC. Or maybe they come over on the game master side and play some monsters. That's a cool plan, I think. Yeah. As just a pivot. In case, or maybe you plan it out ahead of time, but yeah, yeah. you could be like, you get to just like play the orc captain, mm. and you're limited to you know a monster stat block. It's not a complete character sheet, whatever. But you get to choose where they move, who you, they attack. You still get a turn in initiative, and yeah, and then that's a fun thing where like you know now you're trying to take down your former party, mm. but you know you're still playing a character who, if the game master has done their job, is balanced to yeah. lose the fight. Yeah. And, have the players move on but that's a cool idea i think mm. so it's it's all about picking the right time mm -hmm. even though there are acts of randomness with the dice that can completely blow up your plan if there's a possibility for your player to die i think as a as a seasoned game master you should have already thought about Oh, this could kill a player. Mm -hmm. What if that happens? Okay, this is gonna happen, right? And if you're you're new to the hobby, I'll cut you a break because it happens. And in that case, you know maybe you pull some punches because it's not the right time, and like you don't have any contingency in place. So like, oh that trap. According to the dice roll, it dies, but they don't know that, mm -hmm. so you change it. Yeah. Because you made up the trap. So. That's true. That's not really in our um, in our notes or in our bullet points here anyway. But like, you know, as long as it's behind the screen, mm. you can always change it. You can always change it to what it needs to be. Yeah. Fudging is, you know, what it's generally called. Usually that refer that refers to like the number that the dice shows, but you can also fudge and be like, uh, it wasn't actually a lethal trap. This is just like a tripwire that it trips you. It trips you. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. As long as it's behind the DM yeah. screen and your players don't know it yet, and they you haven't revealed it yet, you can always fudge it. Um, 
there's a whole, you know, there, there's a whole obnoxious discussion about what is and isn't appropriate oh, as far yeah, as, I think like, we were, we fudging. About that. Yeah. We have, but the kind of, like, I think the answer that cuts to the heart of the matter is not whether fudging is okay or good or bad or whatever. It's that, you know, if you play long enough, you just won't have to. Mm. But if you need to at first, then go ahead. It's fine. Yeah. Eventually, you won't have to. You'll know the system well enough. You'll, like, you know, the math will become very intuitive. Mm. And the vibes of what could and could not happen will just, you'll be able to intuit them. Uh, right? Because this, because it's, it's a player character that's on the on the chopping block here, mm-hmm. right? It's not like a nameless NPC. It's not like, oh, I guess we're just doing Lord of the Rings references in these couple episodes uh it's not just like some random gondorian idiot mm-hmm. takes sucks an arrow in osgiliath yeah. it's fucking faramir yeah right because they're a player character yeah. so it's epic yes he got really wounded but then got dragged back to gondor and he is dying mm-hmm. like he dies except for then he doesn't yeah but you know if Faramir is your player character, he would die. But it's epic, right? The lone horse dragging yeah. back the body of Faramir. Right? It's not just some idiot who got, you know, sucked an orc arrow and is dead. Mm-hmm. It's epic. It's it's um, grandiose. Mm-hmm. So you're recommending that uh, in your narration you, you know, you highlight well, yeah, like that. that's that's like why having you... having the horse come back mm-hmm. with Faramir, yeah. you know, like dangling from the mm-hmm. stirrup. That's that's an awesome just like visual moment. Um and yeah, you know, like cutting the head off the last arc and then rushing mm-hmm. over to your friend who's down and you know, they're about to like make their last death save. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. So like if it's planned, you get a little prep time. Mm-hmm. But if it's not But planned, even if, if it's, it's not if it's the one of the random dice rolls, mm-hmm. then take a quick second. Try and make it right, like you know. You know, you, you analyze the damage and then, like, maybe you just can't help yourself. Just be like, oh, no. Yeah. And then your players are like, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Oh, no, what? Oh, no, what? And then, you know, you give them, you give them the finger. Like, hold on. Let me ch- double check my yeah. math. Let me, mm. Oh, yeah, and all that happened. Okay. Compose yourself. And then yeah. don't just say, oh, you got your head chopped off. Yeah, because it's not just, like... It's not just another piece of damage. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, yeah. So knowing, I guess, keeping keeping in mind the, um, like damages it's dealt and mm-hmm. the um, the health. I think this here's a little thing to just put on the board. Knowing your character's hit points and keeping track of them as the game master is a good hard. idea. It is hard, but like it's well, a good idea because then mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Say say you're playing, you know, uh, you're playing five torches deep, you know, notoriously high damage, easy for player characters to die type of shit. Um, you still don't want that to be like a total surprise. It could be a surprise to the players, but you mm-hmm. want to know what's happening. Well, that's what I was saying earlier, yeah. is have that in mind. Mm-hmm. Can I change the thing on the board to okay. be monitor 
your player's health. Yeah. So you don't have to, like, keep... You don't have to have it all track. written down for you behind the board, but, like, at the beginning of every round, maybe, mm. what's Wait, everyone's what? HP? Yeah, what's yeah. your HP again? Because if... Before this attack happens, what's yeah. your HP again? If the, um, yeah, if the Hydra bites a guy and does X amount of damage, you want to know whether X amount of damage mm. would be a kill or not. Right, because that's always a that's always a lame moment, I think. Yeah. When you say, "Oh, it did fifteen damage," and, and you're the, like, "Oh, whoopsie!" The uh, player's you're like, in death saves now. The player's like, "Well, that I'm dead." Yeah. Because then you've lost the moment mm-hmm. as a game master. You can't narrate like the Hydra slithers back and forth and chomps down on yeah. your jugular. You've yeah, you've lost it. You've lost, and the you initiative. have to like you have to go back and like re-narrate it to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's the advice that I think is at the heart of this bullet about how it is. Epic and emotional. Yeah. You want to stay on top of stuff enough so that you can make it epic and emotional. If you're not tracking hit points and you're not cognizant of how much damage can be dealt per round, mm-hmm. and then you roll a thing and it's like, oh, you know, D8 damage, 7 damage. Uh, what What's your HP? 5. I mean, I'm dead now. Yeah. And you're like, oh, whoopsie. You missed the opportunity... To, to narrate that to bring cool. the moment up yeah right and then it looks like it almost looks like you made a whoopsie yeah. as a game master by killing them so yeah you want to avoid that and the way you want to avoid that is by being on top of the numbers and when there is the potential for that you know for that next attack to cause a death be ready to narrate it cool. Hmm. And, like, you know, no pressure. Mm. Right? Like, if it's just, you know, it it happens and you weren't expecting it, and so, like, you kind of flub it, that's okay. I'm not saying, like, you know, you should go spend, you know, a week in jail. But as a player myself, if my character dies, I want a little, like, oomph. Yeah. You want at least a scene. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to just be dead. Like, if I'm dead, that's fine. But, like, give me a little, you know, sugar, honey. Yeah. So. Whatever. When death happens. Yes. There's some advice about that. Some, I think, some good bullets. Play it up. Ham it up. Yeah. It's a big moment. Pick the right time if, you know, you have any control over the right time. Mm-hmm. And whether you have control over picking it or not, um, it's a big deal. So narrate it like it's a big deal. And there's some things you can do, like just mm-hmm. staying on top of the numbers to make sure you don't get taken surprise. by surprise yeah, yeah. by a lethal blow. Because if you are, then it looks lame and you miss the opportunity to, like, mm-hmm. really give a moment some weight. Right. Which is just fun. Yeah. In in my opinion. Like I think so too, yeah. What's what's more fun than Than hamming know? it up? Yeah. <laughs> Getting the die. Nothing. Nothing's more fun than hamming it up in role playing. Mm-hmm. So Alright. After death. Death you've, has happened. You've hammed it up. Mm-hmm. You've hammed it up one way or another. Maybe it was an epic sacrifice, maybe it was a pre planned exit. Maybe it was, you know, random you're, trap. You're, you're playing a hardcore OSR game and they just like, yeah, they they fell in some spikes mm. and they're fucking dead now. 
How do you replace them? So replacing them. Where does the next character come from? Mm-hmm. Now, the first bullet is like... As a player, duh. It's fairly simple to you make replace. another you make another character because you just you fill out another character sheet. Yeah. Now there is some um, there's a little bit of nuance to this depending on like what system you're playing. If you know if you've been playing a D and D campaign for a while and everyone's level sixteen, it's going to be a conversation. Well, that's where your DM comes. Yeah, in, it's right? going to be a conversation your with game your game master, master like. Do I get to make another level 16 character to join the party? Yeah. Or does my new character have to start at level 1? Level 1, right. That, so that's where you as a GM or your GM uh, comes in to kind of iron out uh, the wrinkles, smooth out those kinks. Mm-hmm. Players die. Or player characters died. What comes after? Yeah. How does that new character fit into... The world, the party, the adventure, those are things that the GM is going to be able to help you with Mm -hmm. and answer better. And should Mm. closely. We have here, you know, work closely with the player. We teased teased an episode that we're going to be doing later about writing the prompt for a new adventure or a new Uh campaign or whatever. The prompt that tells your characters, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. Make your character based on this information. Mm. Now you do it like much more intimately. You do a one-on-one with like, what's your new character idea? Okay, what if they like came in this way? This is when the game master and the new, the the player with the new character need to like really put mm-hmm. their heads together and come up with how this character is going to be joining the adventure. I would like to go back a little bit um, before we dive into bringing in a new character. Mm-hmm. So after a player character's death, whether it's planned or unplanned, if it's not the end of the session, there's going to be an after, right? Yeah. So if they die randomly, this is when it's really important. If they die randomly, what happens after? As a game master, you know, you should have some contingencies in place. And you don't always have to rely on your own quick thinking. You can ask what players want to do. For example, when uh, Enzo was running uh, in Afterlife, um, the the mutant mountain one, mm-hmm. when Noah died, we had a player die, or player character die, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, what do we do? Do we go on? What do we do with their body? You know, these are questions that my character had to deal with. So it turns out my character, being who they were, they didn't sit right with just leaving the body. So they exited the mission. Mm. They said, fuck whatever we're trying to do. I'm getting this guy Yeah, I got to drag his body out of this dungeon. Mm -hmm. So I drug the dead character's body out of the dungeon and went on my own little, you know, mission. We didn't role play. We just role played, you know, getting my characters, my character out with the body. And then, okay, back to people who are still in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. But that was an interesting thing. And, you know, could be could be construed as a little disruptive, but I think is, you know, is on point. Like, what do you do when a companion uh, dies, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's not... Um, it's not unreasonable that 
you might abandon the dungeon or whatever yeah. mission mm. you're on, right? Right. So it changed um, what the the mission was mm-hmm. because, and you know, it was just like a side thing where I did what I was going to do, and then we got they got back to it. But you know, if the party was together, because we had split the party. Mm. So me leaving wasn't oh, don't that do bad because yeah. the party was most of the party was still in the dungeon. But if your party's together, that can completely change the session plan on the you know the game master side. It's like we're no longer going to fight through the dungeon to beat this big boss. It's now about getting out of the dungeon. Mm. So there's a way to handle it. Yeah. Um, so to bring that new character in still on this mutant mountain example right Mm -hmm. because remember uh so after that weeks after that uh noah had made a new character yep it's like how do we integrate them into the party yeah and we had an idea for that you ran a little you know side adventure Mm. we did a little one shot so your character had gotten his old character's body out of the dungeon Mm. and like cleaned his bones and was taking him back to his people yeah uh, and met a friend. And then met, yeah. Well, and a friend of the Noah's, guy who died. Yeah, Noah's new character, who was a character who had, you know, a prior relationship with his old character. There was a reason for them to run into each other and be there. And then new character was the one who was going to join the party. Right. Picks up where his friend left off. Yeah. Right. And gets introed to the party by, like, meeting one of them on the road, your character. Mm-hmm. Now he's got like a, a a relationship in with the party, a reason yeah. to talk to these people, um, an intro already made. Right. Yeah. So a uh, easy way to assimilate the new character is like, oh, this new character knew the guy who died. Yeah. Having some some degree of connection with the dead previous character. That's a really easy one. Mm-hmm. And you know. The kind of joke one is like, oh, it's his brother and his name rhymes, like Boromir right. and Faramir. Well, and so like, <laughs> that's, uh, if you remember Beerfest, right? That mm-hmm. movie? I do. Like, that's that's a very silly example of like how to bring in a new character. Yeah. Right? Because um, I forgot his name. I forgot all their names. Uh, and... <laughs> fuck. Well, it was a joke name. It wasn't even his real name. It was yeah. like his like his competition yeah, the, name. Yeah, his 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 like bullshit handle. <laughs> yeah. That but yeah, anyway, he dies. The, and then, and his, then his brother, brother shows like, up played by the same actor. Right. And, and it's like, I think you can just call me call me by his name. Yeah. And he's just the same guy. <laughs> the same so guy. like his death didn't mean anything. But that well, was for the purpose of comedy and I mean, before that, his death did mean something. Like, yeah. Oh, there's another reason why these player characters, like these main characters, have a grudge against the bad guys. Yeah. Is uh, landfill. His name was landfill. Landfill. That's right. Yeah. Because one, because one of them died. Because so landfill died. Now they extra hate the bad guys, and they super have to beat them. But they but still have yeah. a landfill type. Yeah. Right? You then know? landfill is back. It's his yeah. brother and he's like, ah, I'll just use his same call sign. Just call me landfill. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even though I went to college and whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a whole different life, but no, But now I'm, I'm the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really cheesy way to assimilate a new character is just mm-hmm. you know, one in, one out. Yeah. Or one out, one in, whatever. Um 
But, so, um, if it's like mid-session and maybe the session has changed, maybe it hasn't, maybe you can't just leave the dungeon because there's like, you know, uh, traps in place or, you know, it's been sealed or whatever. Help from an un- unexpected quarter. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, the new player character comes in and is like was there doing maybe a similar thing and because the party's goal the party goal align with the new character's goal you know they team up and that's how the new character comes into the group is they were doing the same thing trying to kill the the skeleton lord yeah and they find each other in the dungeon right or like Oh, we're in a bad way. This character's died. And then, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a movie example or a show example. Um, yeah, we're like, where a uh, character shows Avatar up. Avatar The Last Airbender. You yeah. never need to go further than that's, Avatar The Last Airbender. That's true. In three seasons, right. they cover pretty much everything. So Aang gets shot down in the glowing city. Who comes in? General Iroh. Mm-hmm. Right? Saves the moment, allows them to escape, and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the point is, they think it's all is lost. Yeah. We're fucking done. They're Aang's closing gone. in. And then Iroh shows up, he shoots some fire, mm-hmm. they get the breath that they need to escape. Katara and Aang bail. Yeah. Right? So in this instance, Iroh doesn't get captured. Iroh goes with Katara. And right, Aang, and it's right? a character like that. So, yeah, there's a handful of ways. And so that character could be, um, we, we talked about uh, if a character dies, maybe surprisingly. Without, yeah, without, without a, a pre-planned character. thing, yeah, yeah. you could have them play as like, you know, an enemy. Yeah, you could, you yeah. could play the, the orc captain for this, for this, you know, final mm-hmm. combat. That's fun. Or <clears throat> maybe you have a couple NPCs already ready mm-hmm. and you're like, here, here's the sheet. You can just be this guy. Mm. This is their deal, and they're trying to accomplish this. Um, those and maybe are... that player takes that character and is like, this is my main character now, I really like mm-hmm. him. Or they just play him for the rest of the session and then make a new character. And then make later. their new one. If they've not got a new one ready to go, or it wasn't a pre-planned exit because mm-hmm. you already knew who they were going to be stepping in as, there's some solutions or some strategies that can kind of smooth that transition. But I think... Um, the example that you brought up is probably the best. If we are leaning into the idea that this is a significant moment, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have something planned, I think it's best advice overall is to kind of pivot the session and be like, the death of a character is pretty bad for your chances of success on this mission. It's time to just kind of like pull out and maybe even end the, um, the game early for the day. Yeah. Because if something exciting like that happens, your players are going to have a fun time. You know, say say you were meeting for like four hours, right, to adventure. Mm-hmm. Someone dies at two hours. It's okay to just like be like, all right, we gather everything up. We get his body. We run. We we abandon this dungeon. Mm-hmm. We're gonna Call we're gonna have there. to regroup. It's totally okay to end the session there. I personally kind of buck at this idea just because of how sometimes scheduling sucks yeah how scheduling sometimes sucks and how infrequently it might be you know we might play next week 
but also we might not play for six weeks. And you don't want to lose the the power. Yeah, of the you moment. don't want to lose the the moment. But you know, clinging to that is not a good idea. Sometimes it's fine to just be like, "This is terrible." You're also not going to mm-hmm. succeed with one of your members dead, and you know, trying to like carry them out. So it's okay for that to just be the end for mm-hmm. that day, and. Then you just like you know you have some drinks you bullshit about how fun and cool that was and maybe the the guy and bullshit who's, about new character yeah, ideas maybe. work start yeah. working on the new character start spitballing those ideas mm-hmm. um, that would be you know my overall recommendation I would have a hard time taking my own advice again because of the scheduling thing mm-hmm. like I want to play and if a session has to be cut short because of something like this I'd be bummed because who knows when we're gonna play again next. Right. Still, though, I think the advice is good. And, all right, so, little digression there. There's some advice. Put it up on the board. Mm-hmm. Have contingencies in place. Um, so, you either, you either have gotten out of that moment, like, the players just bailed on the mission, got the body back and whatever, or uh, they completed the mission, new character hasn't come in yet. So, if you're starting fresh-ish, right, like, Oh, we're going to bring in the new character next next session. Right? A way to do that is, you know, another another meet and greet, right? Like when your characters first started their campaign, they probably met each other for the first time. Right? So to bring in a new character, do that, except for now there's a completely interesting and different dynamic of like you have several characters who know each other, and then the new person tries to enter the group. You know, there's a great potential for role play there. Yeah. And it doesn't have to take long, right? And you can kind of cheese it as a game master uh, ahead of time. So, like, oh, when the when the char- when the player is prepping the new character, oh, here's some like reasons why you fit into the group, right? Like, oh, you guys are, you know, there's an old wizard who is your patron who's like, you know, giving you missions. The old wizard's like, I think this guy would be a great addition to your team. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's how you meet. You meet in the pub and you're like, we're all a group. Here's an interview. You know, how do you fight? Yeah. Oh, how many people have you killed? How much gold do you have? Mm -hmm. You know, are you uh, this or that? What you know. three words best describe you? Yeah, perfect, right? <laughs> you know, and you can ham up the the awkward interaction of like a fucking interview because I hate interviews, but that's hilarious. Interviews are fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I was just job hunting in my real life outside of any of this, you know, it sucks. It's weird. You talk on the phone, you talk in person, weird little questions that like, you know, what three words thing, mm-hmm. um... I didn't think that was real. They asked me, not not about myself, but they were like uh, three words for your like ideal working mm-hmm. situation. That it was like kind of a good question because I was not prepared for it, and so I had to like give a very honest answer and like think through my answer as I was saying it. But like the 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 social dynamic of an interview is fucking awkward. Mm. But because it's awkward and shitty in real life, it might make for, like, hilarious, kick-ass gaming. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a way, like, you know, um, a fresh start. Give it a whirl. Bring in a new character. Like, they don't have to come in and save the party and then be like, oh, yeah, you're part of the group. 
it can be awkward as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and like the other the other characters might not trust the new character for a long time. And like you can get some great role play out of that. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it still brings a new character in. Yeah. But the good role play is under a different what we're dynamic going for, though, right? So Yeah. Um any more on replacing a player character? I don't think so. I think we covered most of what we wanted. The the only thing I would add, and this is just really quick, most players are probably doing this even if they don't realize it, but like this is player advice. Maybe have your backup in mind. First of all, it's just fun to come up with new characters. Yeah. It's really easy for me to just spin my wheels like you know i make a character we're playing a session and then i think about all the the lost opportunities of my characters like i could have made this character i yeah. could have made this character i could have made this character this guy could have been this and then you start thinking of like those ideas as like you know their siblings or like someone who hates them mm-hmm. that was a fun i came up with a backup character for enzo's D campaign who was a character who, like, in my mind, in my, like, you know, imaginary canon of the campaign as it's running, mm-hmm. this elf character was, like, out in the world actively hunting and looking for and trying to kill my current character because she hated him. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I started to really like this other character, and I was like, hmm, maybe this will be fun. Um, so you probably already are thinking about it a little bit. Think about the relationships that your character has and, you know, just, like, other ideas of what would be fun to play, and you will probably start to come up with... um, Several backups. Yeah, you'll probably start to come up with backup characters so that when the uh, death happens, whether it be planned, whether it be... Accidental. Incidental due to the dice rolls, you'll have something in mind, and it won't be... It won't be a disaster. It'll be a fun transition to the next thing. But aside from that, I think that's it. Um, We talked about the idea of player comfortability. Make sure you communicate. Use your your safety tools. Talk about the ideas. Make sure your players are comfortable with uh, their characters' deaths Mm -hmm. if that's something that can occur. And if they're not comfortable, figure out some workarounds. Mm -hmm. Oh, they just fall unconscious. It's not hard to not kill a player character you know mm. they, they wake up in a ho- lots of video games do it where you die you actually like wake up in a hospital yeah something like that um we talked about the different instances of player dice how it can happen so it could happen just by dice it could be you know a choice that characters make a choice in the in game a moment. um it could also be a planned exit or a swap you know Player needs to leave the party. Player can't play anymore after a certain date. Player or wants to play a different character. a new character. We talked about what to do when it happened. We talked right. about how make it's it a big, big deal. Make it a big moment. Make it dramatic. Mm-hmm. Make it epic. Emotional. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about some strategies for when they do die, how do you replace char- player characters? How do you bring in the new ones? And I think we had some... We, uh... We didn't come into this knowing all the answers, but I think we we worked out I some pretty good ideas. I still don't think we know you know? the answers, but we have some ideas. Yeah. Uh, I think we just talked about some interesting stuff. Yeah. It certainly wouldn't hurt for you to try any of these, I would say. 
Oh, it never hurts. But, yeah. That is going to do it for this episode of Two-Headed Game Master. You like our stuff? Head on over to Two-Headed Game... Nope. Nope. Head on over to 2HGM.com is the website. Is, is the address. Yep. Uh, there you can find Eclipse Engine and other downloadable documents, mm-hmm. Dungeon Creator, 10-Minute uh, Dungeon, other worksheets and shit for free. Mm-hmm. Fun, just RPG stuff could help you out. You might not need it. It might not be for you, but it's there. It's there. And it's cool. For free. Uh, you can Patreon. also, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter and you can join us on Patreon. Join us on Patreon. You get some cool rewards. You get to join us on Discord when we record live play. Um, when we actually play games, when we play adventures for the podcast. Like our Halloween special. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look for that coming out Halloween night. As but we long. also recorded live. But yeah, and the Discord chat was popping off. Mm-hmm. It was fucking fun. So all if you're, two of them. If you're a patron, if you're a friend of the podcast, you get to uh, you get to hang out with us while we're recording it, and you get to participate actively, and you get to hear everything you know before it goes up. So that's not that's everything. Cool well, not everything. The live play stuff. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Um, we also are uh, about to release Afterlife. Our, we've been talking about it. It's um, our original uh, setting and game mechanics mm-hmm. for a post-apocalyptic sci-fi fantasy mashup of yeah. pride gold. It's we think. like it's fucking cool. We've been working on it for a long time, uh, and it rocks. And that's actually the next episode we're going to be talking about. We're going to be giving you a rundown because it's about to come out next month. So, see you next time for a talk about Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song Pondella's Finest. Intro and outro to our show. And we will see you next time. Bye.